The first reading is from Acts chapter 26, verse 8. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? Second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. Great, thanks, Shirley. Well, good morning, everyone. It's really good to be with you uh, this morning. Uh, so when I was a kid in school, uh, we'd often play this game called Fact or Fairy Tale. Uh, basically, uh, my teacher would show us a picture, or maybe she'd tell us a story, and we had to decide whether that story, that picture, was a fact, uh, whether it was something that was really true, something that really happened, or whether it was a fairy tale, something that is just pretend, something that's make believe. So I want to play this game with you for a moment this morning. I wonder if you can help me out. So if you think this image is true, if it's a fact, I want you to put your thumbs up like this. You show a thumbs up. Yeah, very good. If you think it's a fairy tale, something pretend that didn't really happen, you can put your thumbs down like this. Okay? You ready? Whoa, let's try it again. Are you ready? Yes! There we go. Well done. Let's start with our first picture. Okay. This is a picture of... Mmm. Cinderella. That's right. Did Cinderella really happen? Is it true or is it a fairy tale? All right. See a lot of thumbs down. Well done. Correct. Good. Cinderella didn't really happen, right? There's no pumpkin carriage that exists in our world. Okay, let's do the next one. Okay, what is this? Yeah, sure. So this is Chang'e. Is this a true story or a fairy tale? All right, more thumbs down. Good. All right, let's do maybe a more tricky one. Mm. Oh, some of you say, that's easy. I see some uh, discrepancies on this one, huh? Yes, good. I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Let's go to our next one. All right, what is this a picture of? This is Jesus' resurrection, right? Is this real? Is this a fact? Or is this a fairy tale? All right, see a lot of thumbs up. That is the correct answer. Well done. 
Yeah, if you gave thumbs up, that's the correct answer. But let me ask you, how do you know? Why is Jesus' resurrection different than the other three pictures? How is he different from Santa Claus, for example? Well, with that question in mind, uh, today we are continuing through the book of Acts, and instead of taking the whole passage, we're zooming in on one verse, which was read to us earlier. This is a verse in which Paul, speaking to King Agrippa, says this, Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? Is it, is it credible? Is it believable that Jesus actually came back to life? Or is it just a fairy tale? So, grown-ups, young people, teenagers, can you believe that Jesus actually came back from the dead? And if you do, how? How do you know that it's really true? Uh, why does this question even matter? Well, uh, listen to what Paul says to the Christians living in Corinth. So this is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15. He says this, If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. I wonder if you caught that. Uh, if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, if it's just a fairy tale, oh, then Christianity is not true. If he wasn't resurrected, there's no point in coming to church on Sunday. Uh, there's no point in reading your Bibles. There's no point in singing songs about Jesus or, or if you're a child going to Sunday club. You might as well have just stayed home. So then... If Jesus' resurrection did really happen, then Christianity is true. There is a God who has power over life and death. A God who sent Jesus to save sinners and ask that we follow him with our lives. Okay, well how do we find out whether this is true? Well, I think we need to be serious about looking at actual evidence. We need to find the clues. We need to investigate this for ourselves. And so I think a case like this calls for the best and the bravest detectives among us. So with that, I need two things for myself. First, I'll put on my detective hat. <laughs> and my lovely detective coat. But I need your help as well. So. If all you out there can take your imaginary detective hats and go ahead and put them on now, I need your help to investigate. Good, good. Uh, looks like some parents aren't doing this. Uh, kids, if you want to encourage your parents to go ahead and make sure their hat is on, that would be good. All right, great. We're ready. Let's begin. Now listen carefully, I heard that the evidence that we need is somewhere hiding in this room. So I'll need your help. Uh, why don't we... Uh, so yeah, I need all the detectives to look around. Look around where you're sitting, maybe under your chairs, and see if there's any evidence laying around down there. If you find something, go ahead and, and raise it up high for us to see. 
Okay, I see one in the middle here. I see one here. And another one here. Well done. Good. So if you want to bring up those pieces to me or maybe hand them to a child nearby who wants to bring them up, let's, let's see the evidence. All right, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Perfect. All right. Got three giant envelopes here. Good. Thank you so much for your help. Let's open the first one and see what we find. All right. So, looks like there's two pieces inside. First, there is a number. ROC001. Hmm. Second piece is a picture. This is ah, a nail and a crown of thorns. So, does this number look familiar? Ah, I think it matches one of our boxes here. Let's see. Ah, is this 001? Yeah. Yes, perfect. Let's take a look inside. 001. Ah, okay. I see some, some nails. All right. Lots of nails that are very hard to pick up. Okay, good. See some nails. And this one is kind of in the shape of a cross, right? So I think this tells us our first piece of evidence is the cross. The cross. And this, this makes sense. I think in order for someone to come back from the dead, they have to have died, right? But did Jesus really die? Well, let's look at the Bible. So in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 31, here's what John says. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies to be left on the crosses during the Sabbath, that they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given his testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you also may believe. So did you catch that? Uh, Jesus actually was killed on the cross. Uh, there were multiple sources who were there at the scene that tell us that Jesus was dead. It, it was verified by the Roman soldiers who checked his body on the cross. Hey, uh, wait a minute, Chuck Miles. Oh, yes, Rob? How do we know that he really died on the cross? Hmm. I mean, what if he just passed out and then walked out of the tomb three days later? Hmm. Ah, good question, Rob. Thank you. Ah, that's a, that's a really good, good point. What if Jesus didn't actually die? What if he just passed out and then made his way out of the tomb? Well, it, it's true that some people uh, believe this theory. 
But I think it doesn't take into account what we know about Roman crucifixions. Uh, the Bible shows us that the Roman soldiers didn't need to break his bones because he was already dead. And these guys were really, really good at their jobs. There's no way they would have mistaken someone being dead when they weren't. But let's say for a minute, maybe the, the guards were mistaken. Maybe one of them was particularly sleepy or lazy that day. Well, if Jesus was hurt so badly that he passed out and people thought he was actually dead, well, how could he have sat in the cave for three days and then gathered enough strength to, to push a huge stone away, not to mention get past all the Roman guards with shields and spears in their hands? I mean, the only explanation there would be if Jesus somehow turned into a, a buff Superman version of Jesus, something like this image I found on the internet. But this isn't really likely, huh? And so I think we can know that Jesus really died. All right, so evidence one is the cross. Let's look at evidence number two. Second envelope here. All right. Well, we got another picture and another number. What is this? Mm, some white linens, something like this. And our number, ROC002. Anybody help me find the box for that one? Over there. There it is. I'll come this way. All right. Let's see what we find. Aha! Some white linens. Hmm. What do you think the clue is for number two? Yeah, these show it is the empty tomb. And this makes sense as well. In order for Jesus to come back alive, well, the tomb he was laid in would have had to be empty. There's no way anybody could claim he's alive. The body was still there. But, but was the body there? Let's look at the Bible. Ooh, we are blocking with the boxes. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> All right, this is John chapter 20 from verse 1. Let's see what it says. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. Uh, we don't know where they have put him. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight in the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. So, we see evidence that the tomb, uh, which is just another name for the cave, where they put Jesus' body, uh, Jesus' body had been inside at one point, but now it was empty. Mary and Peter and the other disciples were really scared about this. They, they run to the tomb, and all they find is the cloth and linen that had been around him. 
And this is verified too later on in John when we see Jesus' enemies uh, talk about this as well. So the fact is, the body wasn't there. Oh. What if the disciples just stole Jesus' body, pretended that he was alive, and then lied to everyone? Mmm. Thanks, Vanessa. That is a good question, once again. Well, yeah, what, what if they took the body and lied about it, just pretended that he was actually alive? Well, my response is two things, I think. Uh, first, I think it doesn't make sense how the disciples would actually do this. So remember, all of these guys were fishermen, regular men. How could they? Uh, yeah, and, and they were really scared after their leader, Jesus, was just killed in public. How could they suddenly find the, the strength to defeat Roman soldiers and remove the two-ton rock and then, and then lie about it? But then second, it also doesn't make sense why they would do this. Uh, the disciples had nothing to gain by spreading a lie like this. It's not like by convincing everyone that Jesus was alive, they'd get suddenly rich and famous and have good things happen to them. Actually, it was the opposite. It meant that people hated them. Uh, people hated them so much that many of them were beaten and killed for saying that Jesus was alive. And so I think we can say, with certainty that the tomb was really empty. Now then, for our final piece of evidence, let's open up our final envelope. Twists this way, good. Okay. Ah, ROC003 could have predicted that. And what is this? Hmm. A shadowy image. Let's see what's inside. There it is. All right. Aha! What are these? Ah, binoculars. Yes, that's exactly what they are. I think the final piece of evidence is the eyewitnesses. The eyewitnesses. Well, what is an eyewitness? Well, I think you can imagine maybe with me, let's say two kids are fighting in the other room. Uh, there's yelling, there's hitting, and then they run out to mom and they say, mom, he hit me. The other says, no, he hit me. And they go back and forth and back and forth. How is the mom supposed to know what actually happened? She was not there. She wasn't there to see. But what if dad was actually in the room when the fighting happened? He saw the whole thing. Well, then he could easily tell mom what happened, who actually hit who. Dad was the eyewitness. And that changes everything. The eyewitness is key. And so, were there any eyewitnesses to Jesus coming alive again? Let's look at the Bible. So in 1 Corinthians, Paul is writing to the Christians at Corinth. In, verse, uh, in chapter 15, here's what he says. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, 
and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as one abnormally born. So here we see, and and other non-Christian sources uh, confirm this too, that many people claim to have seen Jesus after he rose. People who were actually still alive and had been there. People with no other motivation to actually claim this, as we saw before. Another question. Great. <laughs> what if the disciples just imagined him alive? Hmm. Isn't it possible that they were just hallucinating and thought they saw him like a ghost? Ah. But actually, he wasn't there. Yeah! Good point, mommy! Hmm, <laughs> that is a good point. Man, a lot of bright cookies in the room today. Thank you for all these good questions. Yes, there, there are people who believe this theory, right? There are some who say, well, the the disciples didn't really see Jesus. Uh, We have stories of people who have loved ones who died, and then they claim to have seen them again after they've come back. Wasn't it just like that? Well, I think that's reasonable, but the problem is this only makes sense if it was maybe one or two people who claimed to have seen Jesus. But how many actually saw him? Let's look. The passage tells us Cephas, there he is, Uh, the twelve disciples, there they are, James, Jesus' brother, saw him, Paul himself, and then more than 500 of Jesus' followers all at the same time. There's a picture of about 500 people or so. And so, uh, modern psychology tells us that there's no way all these people hallucinated at the same time about the same thing. It doesn't work that way. And so, the most reasonable explanation is that they claimed to have seen Jesus because they actually did. And so, there were eyewitnesses to Jesus' resurrection. All right, so let's recap a bit. What are the three pieces of evidence? Well, the cross. Jesus really died. The empty tomb. Uh, The tomb really was empty. And then the eyewitnesses. People really saw Jesus alive again. I think when we put these together, what do we find? Is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead credible? Does Does it make sense that it's true? Or is it just a fairy tale? Well, I hope we've seen this morning that the most reasonable explanation for these pieces of historical and widely accepted evidence is that Jesus Christ was truly resurrected from the dead, just as he said he would be. Now, of course, there's a lot more we could say about the historical evidence of the resurrection. Maybe you have more questions about pieces of this, like uh, the reliability, maybe, of the documents of the New Testament. Or maybe you have questions about non-Christian sources, whether they verify the same facts that we've seen today, and all sorts of other issues we don't have time for this morning. Uh, If you do have more questions, uh, please feel free to come talk to me. I'd love to uh, give further reading to you on this. There's a lot of really interesting uh, stuff on this. But, boys and girls and grown-ups, I hope you see that there is real evidence about Jesus. You can be confident 
You can even uh, show your friends in the Bible that you know this is true and not just a fairy tale. Okay, Miles, if Jesus coming back from the dead really is the most credible explanation, then why do so many people not believe? Well, one reason could be is that it's a little scary. As long as Jesus rising from the dead is uh, a story like Cinderella, then oh, it doesn't threaten our worlds. But if he actually did, then we have to pay attention to him and his claims to be God. But I think that's okay if it is a little bit scary, because Jesus invites you to come and get to know him. See for yourself whether Christianity is true and whether he's worth following. Maybe if you've never looked into this before, uh, maybe today is a good day to start. How might you do that? Well, maybe uh, one simple way is to ask the person who brought you this morning uh, whether they think Christianity is true and why they think Jesus is worth following. Or maybe you're, you're a young person or a child and you have questions about this. Why not ask your parents uh, why they believe Christianity is true and why Jesus is worth following? that might spark some interesting conversations at the least. Okay, well, that's, that's great. That's great that something is true that happened 2,000 years ago, but how does it affect me today? What does the resurrection mean for us? Well, if the resurrection really happened, then it changes everything. The Bible says our lives will be totally different and so I want to show you two reasons, uh, just briefly, uh, things that the resurrection uh, means for us. So first, resurrection gives us confidence in our forgiveness. Forgiveness. We can truly be forgiven of everything we've done wrong because the resurrection proves that God accepted Jesus' payment for our sins in our place. Our biggest problem in life is that our relationship with God is broken. We feel this especially when we sin or when we disobey or, or when we hurt others and, and feel bad about it. At these times, I think uh, we know that Romans 3.23 is true when it says that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Yes, that's, that's me. That's why the gospel is such good news, because God so loved the world and each one of us this morning that he gave his son Jesus, who came to earth and lived a, a perfect life, and then died on a cross just as we saw. He took the sins of the world and of us on himself, but he died in our place. And God proved that he accepted Jesus' payment by rising him from the dead. It's as, it's as if every sin we've ever committed has a, a big red stamp on it that says paid in full. Maybe something like this image here. Our sin, disobedience, separates us from God. The sentence of that is death. But Jesus and his resurrection prove that our sins are paid in full. And friends, because of the resurrection, we don't have to feel the weight of guilt the fear of punishment when we come to trust him. We can know we are forgiven and free. And the resurrection, secondly, also gives us confidence in death. 
Uh, my family was taking a walk by our home a while ago. Uh, we live out in Wukaisha, and there's kind of a trail that goes up the mountain there. And we were walking, and we came to uh, this on the side of the path. Uh, many of you will know uh, what this is. Our kids asked, yeah, what, what is this thing? We explained it. Uh, this is where people have died, and they were buried here. So people, uh, their lives are done. Their families had to say goodbye to them forever, and they put them into the ground. And of course, they had many questions. Uh, why did they die? Uh, Dad, will you die? Will I die? Or maybe you've had some of the same questions before. But death can be a truly scary and sad thing. But the Bible says that the resurrection... Jesus broke the power of death. Because Jesus rose again, we don't need to fear the end of our lives here. Uh, Because if we're Christians, death is not the end. Just like Jesus, our bodies will come back alive as his did. This is what the Bible says too in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, those who have died, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Friends, if we are trusting in Jesus, we will do exactly as we saw him do. We'll come back from the dead to life to be with God forever in heaven as his children. And that is amazing news. To be honest, though, uh, personally, sometimes death is scary. It's, it's sad. It's a sorrowful thing to see people die. But we can remember that because Jesus came back from the dead, we too will be with him forever. He wants you to know him. He wants you to love him, to be with him forever. So young people, grown-ups, keep trusting him. Don't look anywhere else. Jesus can get you through death. Jesus can truly forgive you. Why? Because the resurrection is true. Let's pray together as we close. If you want to grab your hands together and bow your head with me. Well, Father, we do thank you for the resurrection of Jesus. We thank you for the forgiveness that it brings us. We thank you that we no longer need to fear the end of our lives. No, we know that if we're in you, we will rise with you again forever. We thank you that we can know with confidence that that Jesus really did come back to life and that living for him is really worth it. Lord, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.